Now, here's Grant Bills. Hunter in for Grant here this afternoon. Well, now I guess we're in the evening. It's five past five o'clock. Brewers get a win today. They beat the Braves 5-4. Not for, not for a lack of drama, though, of course. <laughs> Nothing easy, it seems, so far with this Brewers season. They get the win 5-4 over the Atlanta Braves. Again, I'm Hunter Baumgart in for Grant today. Feel free to get in touch with the program on Twitter at WKTY. Got a question up there for you. Go and see what that is. Also, feel free to follow me on Twitter at HunterB195. And I uh, can interact there. And, of course, the five-star telecom talk and text line. If you have any opinions on uh, today's game for the Brewers, what they should do going forward, feel free to give me a call. 608-796-2558 or shoot me a text on that line as well. But, uh, yeah, Brewers going to win today 5-4. Going to talk about that. Going to talk about what they should do as far as the trade deadline goes because a lot of – there's just been a lot of debate, really, um, on what what should happen with these Milwaukee Brewers, whether they should be buyers or sellers, and some people even saying they should be sellers. And I'll tell you why I think that they should be buyers coming up in a little while. But a win today – and it seems that all is a little bit right with the Brewers' world, doesn't it? Doesn't it nice? Isn't it nice to feel that the, uh, the Brewers get a nice series win? And, in fact, Brewers' first series win against the winning team for the first time since taking 3 of 4 in Philly May 13th through the 16th. So since mid-May, this is the first time the Brewers have won a season series against, or, a, or a, just a series in general, against a team with a winning record. I, I That makes me worried, obviously, for the teams you're going to have to face in the playoffs, namely the Braves, Dodgers. But you just took you know two of three from the Braves, and you lost two of three when you went to their place. So obviously, you're three and three against the Braves. That's, that's not terrible. Um, but again, the stretch that this Brewers team has been on, and... To be only a few games over 500 and to still be two and a half back of the Chicago Cubs, it's it's really it's it's mind boggling to me that they played this this bad, right? I mean, up until these last two games, these last two games have been impressive. Other than the bullpen again today, which we'll get to, but they've been playing not very good baseball, and they know it. They've said it. They said it after Monday night's game, and I talked to you on Monday last time, and no Wisco Sports uh, show yesterday, but. We talked on Monday, and they were going into this Brave series, and then they lose that first game, and you're like, okay, not again. Then they win these last two, and you, you get a little more confident. But look, the way this team has been playing, they are lucky to be two and a half games back. And it seems, and and I was part of this on Monday, it seems that you know we are really in a sky-is-falling mentality, especially we were before these two wins against the Braves, where you're in, you know... You're, a game above 500 after that loss on Monday, and you're thinking to yourself, okay, I mean, how in the world is this team going to do anything in the postseason? Much less get to the postseason. I mean, maybe even get to the postseason. Who knows, right? And I saw a tweet on, uh, it was yesterday, before they went on these this little two-game, you can't call it a streak yet, you call back-to-back wins. If they get a third win in a row tomorrow, we can say it's a winning streak, which I know we're all giddy to say, but... 
Seth Everett, National Baseball Insider, tweeted out, you know, if you listen to Wisconsin radio, look, <laughs> it's it's the sky's falling mentality, but look, you're two and a half games back. And I thought, well, you know what? I want to see how, why he has that positivity, right? Is the national is the national look on the Brewers, is it positive? You know, outside of this little Wisconsin bubble we live in and this Brewer bubble we live in, is... Is it more positive out there? And we're going to talk to Seth Everett coming up at about 520, about 10 minutes. I'm going to give him a call and see where his optimism comes on the Milwaukee Brewers. And is it just that simple? Is it just two and a half games back? Is it that number of games back? Or is it, does he see something in this team that they could maybe do something in the postseason? So we're going to ask him that coming up 520. Looking forward to it. Seth Everett, National Baseball Insider, coming up right here on the Wisco Sports Show. He joined... Uh, he joins Bill Michaels once a week as well. So you might have heard him. I believe it's Wednesdays at noon. Uh, he joins Bill Michaels. He did today. So I'm looking forward to talking to him. Looking forward to talking to him in a couple of minutes. But first, I want to recap a little bit about this Brewers game today. You heard it right here on WKTY. Again, I'm Hunter in for Grant on the Wisco Sports Show. And the, <laughs> the offense... Carried him for the most part, and a great outing from Chase Anderson, and another really, really solid outing from a starting pitcher on this team. Chase Anderson, beautiful today. Five and two-thirds, and he gets the win. He improves to five and two on the season. Josh Hader gets the save, believe it or not, but Anderson, five and two-thirds, Three Ks, three walks, nothing crazy there. But he only had allowed one hit, no earned runs. That is fantastic. Then he gave the ball to Freddie Peralta, who goes one and a third. I thought he was just going to get that one out in that sixth inning. I thought they took Anderson out. I think, okay, I, they're, all, they're just going to get Peralta here to, to, to get to the next inning, and then maybe they'll use Jeffress and then Hater. Well, they didn't even go to Jeffress. They put they held Peralta in there. Council holds Peralta in there. Peralta walks three batters, but gets out of a jam. And then it, they hand the ball over to Junior Guerra for the eighth inning. You're thinking, oh boy, this is the guy that blew a game a couple of weeks ago against Pittsburgh, and he comes in and or it wasn't even a couple. It was like last week, about ten days ago. And you're thinking, okay, does, can he be trusted? Well, he goes an inning. He does allow a does allow a two run home run, and they first uh, and the first first run uh, given up uh, by the Brewers on the day. And then Hader comes in in what was a wild inning. Um, it ends up to be that technically those last two runs weren't earned, so he only ends up giving up two runs, both unearned, due to the fact that Pena throws that high on that third strike um, to Freddie Freeman. He throws the ball high over first base. Hader doesn't end up getting any earned runs out of that, so his ERA stands at a stellar 2.35. But he makes it interesting, allowing three hits in the inning and uh, allowing those two runs to score on a base hit. So Hader... By, by the way, those were the first runs that he's given up this year, not via the home run, which is interesting. So usually he can either keep those guys on base and not score or just not allow them to get on base at all. But interesting that Hader is a little iffy now, and, and that that worries you. Because if Hader goes down 
the you know if he starts not not injury wise not kind of wood but if he goes down in, in in a way that he starts to allow a lot of runs in that back end of that bullpen mm, look out uh yikes then 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 that scares me that really does um and so I, I they get the win today not without not without a lack of drama uh but uh the brewers get the win they get the series win over the Braves and now go face the Arizona Diamondbacks with a really hot offense. I mean, they scored five today. It's not like jumps off the page at you, but that's five runs. And especially some of these, I mean, Yelich hit his 34th home run. He hit 36 all of last season. That is unreal. We are in mid-July with two and a half months left, and this guy has already hit 34 home runs, tied with Bellinger now for the league lead. So he's got his 34. Okay, Council puts in Manny Pena today to catch. And it works out for them. They sit Grandal and Moose on a on a day where you're playing the second best team in the National League and going for a series win at home, and you keep Moose and Grandal out of the lineup. That's an interesting decision. I didn't like it at first. Pena ends up hitting a two run home run and then getting another RBI, so he ends the day with three RBIs. So as far as that button, that worked. But I'm sorry, Tyler Saladino. For Mike Moustakis, I get that they need a doff day. Maybe give it to him tomorrow. Long flight to Arizona. Maybe sit Moose. But I'm also sorry. Why is Saladino in the major leagues? I mean, I'm seeing it all over Twitter. I'm seeing it. I'm hearing it from different people. I'm seeing articles on it. Today he's 0 for 3 again. I mean, what makes you think this guy's going to hit the ball? I know he's good defensively. But let me tell you this, Mike Moussakis is really good defensively too. And and the whole thing that he's better than Arcia defensively, okay, maybe as of late, but Arcia has shown some serious signs of life. And he is he has done really, really well in the past in the defense. He's just having a little rougher start to the year or or half a season, if you will, because I guess we're a little past half a season. But look, Saladino should not be in the majors. The guy's hitting .093. I mean, he's hitting under 100. I mean, he's he's under one. He, he less than one of our ten at bats coming into the game. He was I, I saw he's four for forty. He's now four for forty three. That guy should not be in the lineup when you are two and a half games back in a division. I, I just don't understand that one. So Saladino should be sent down uh, immediately, if not sooner. And Craig Council going with that lineup today with Pena and Saladino. Ugh, that scared me, but. Yelich came through. They had three huge RBIs for Manny Pena, and they were able to get the win. So let me know how you feel about today's win. Uh, and going forward, we're going to talk trade deadline stuff a little bit with Seth Everett coming up next, and then we're going to get really into it in the last half hour of the program. And I want to hear what your thoughts are as far as what what the Brewers should do. If you were David Stearns here, what would you do with this team at the deadline? Would you make a trade? Would you sell off you know, your one-year guys like Moose and, and Grandal for prospects? Or, or would you just stand pat, make no trades, see if you can what you can do with the guys you've got, and then kind of stand pat and see if that team can get you to the postseason? Or is the postseason lost to you? I mean, even after these two wins, you're, you're two and a half back, and you're three games above 500. Think, you know, think about that for a second, right? You're 50 and 47. So what would you do if you were David Stearns? Shoot me a text on the uh, Five Star Telecom Talk and Text Line, 608-796-2558, or give me a call. In the meantime, we are going to talk to uh, Seth Everett, National Baseball Insider, and he is coming up next. 
Uh, super fascinating to talk to you. I'm gonna we're gonna get some perspective on not only the Brewers from a national view, but also just the MLB landscape in general. Twins are doing well. Can they compete in the AL? Uh, who are some guys that are going to get moved? Not necessarily to the Brewers, but are, maybe could change the MLB landscape as we go through the summer. So, talk to Seth Everett. He is coming up next right here on the Wisco Sports Show. Welcome back to the Wisco Sports Show on WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM. Thanks so much for taking a listen. It's Hunter in for Grant this evening. And I uh, hope you've been... Enjoying these uh, couple of Brewers wins. It's been really nice, hasn't it? Wanted to get a little bit of a national baseball look at it. And uh, wanted to bring in Seth Everett, national baseball insider here on the Five Star Telecom talk and text line and talk a little, uh, you know, the whole MLB landscape and also the national view of the Brewers. So, Seth, thanks for, so much for uh, joining me this evening. Oh, thanks for having me. It's good to chat, my he, friend. Yes, thank you. Thanks so much. And, uh, so, uh, first question here for you: the, the, Your tweet jumped out at me yesterday, and that's kind of what—that's kind of what I got, um, you know, got excited about having you on for. Was you seemed optimistic about the Brewers? Saw the tweet yesterday. You said people in Milwaukee need to calm down. They're just two and a half games back. So, as you are seeing and hearing, Brewers fans are worried right now. So, what's your reasoning for telling those fans to to calm down and and be optimistic? You know that uh, five of six divisions have leads of at least five games. Some of them have leads of 13 games. You're two and a half back, and you're playing all the teams that you're chasing, and you're playing every team in your division at least six or nine more times. Mm. You have your destiny in front of you. What bugged me yesterday when I tweeted, I thought I did it on Monday, though. Oh, that that might have been, yeah. I saw on Twitter, because, you know, I follow a lot of Brewers people. I do a lot of stuff, you know, on the other station there. And here's my thing. The Milwaukee Brewers have, they're a flawed team. And so this is what I, I think people have an isolationist attitude. And what I try not to do is judge people by market. But it's a very small market mentality, and I don't like that, because I think of Milwaukee as a great place. And I don't look at it as a small market. I hate when people say Mm. it. But to have this defeatist attitude because they'd lost, I think it was four in a row or six of nine or something like that. Yeah. Okay, it's it's July. And you're two and a half back. And the team that you're chasing is not that great. So all I'm saying is I I was seeing tweets about being a seller at the trade deadline and packing it in. And I said, "Uh, are you the Cleveland Indians? Are you the Pittsburgh Pirates? No, you're the Milwaukee freaking Brewers. Act like that. And right. that, that's what bugged me. Yeah, for sure. No, something you said there is interesting to me. So you don't see Milwaukee as a small market. Now, we, we think about that, right, as, as, the, as the you know Dodgers and the Yankees being the big markets, things like that. Boston, you, you have the more money to, to put into those you know, bigger players, bigger names. You can make trades uh, more easily and then you know rebuild a little faster maybe. So you don't see – you see Milwaukee as – do you see them as close to that, or maybe like a mid-level, not necessarily as small as people think they are? Well, but there's two things to that. Yeah. You know, if we're going to get into the finances, I understand the, the business side of it. I, you know, I wrote for Forbes for a couple of years, so I do understand sports business, and I know what the size of the city is, okay? Mm-hmm. And I know what market size, because I, you know, I considered moving there at one point in my career. But the fact of the matter is, is that what I don't like is a small market mentality. 
you know, there's a couple of things that I learned a long time ago that really, really apply to the Milwaukee Brewers. Number one, once you get to the, to the, to the, to the second half of the season, no one cares if you're from Tampa Bay, Oakland, or Boston. Like, it doesn't matter. It's about the 25 guys you have on the team. And then as you get later in August and you get closer to September, Lou Pinella, the great manager who's a great friend of mine, gave me a phrase that I use all the time. And he said, at this point in the season, you don't have to be good. You just have to win. Mm. And so no one cares about your roster size. No one cares about how many all-stars you had. No one cares about your team ERA. Just win the darn games. And I think that's the mentality I want. And here's the thing. I've been a huge critic of baseball, and I'm sure you're going to want to yep. get into this at some point. Like, I've been a huge critic of the sport. I think the sport is in a legitimate bona fide crisis. The best thing that baseball has going for it, though, is the pennant race. And there's a good chance that you're only going to have one in the whole sport this whole year, and that's the NL Central. So what I would say is, is if I happen to be on the air in Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, St. Louis, Chicago, or Milwaukee, I'd thank my lucky stars. And that's why I said relax. Because you're in a race. A pennant race is the greatest thing that baseball offers. Pennant races are probably the reason I got started covering this sport. I got interested in this sport as a kid because of the race. Because the race is every day, what time does my team play? What time does the team I'm chasing play? Who is their matchup? What's my matchup? And every day, it never fails. And unlike football, unlike the NBA, it is every day. And in a pennant race, you can't wait to get to the ballpark. And I will say, as somebody who's covered bad teams as well, you feel it in the building. Everything goes through faster. all All the chores go faster. Craig Council's press conferences go faster because let's get to the field and let's get to the pennant race. And no sport can match that. Yeah, that's that's very true. I think some of that comes from maybe looking at the standings sometimes, seeing the record of, you know, say the Dodgers who have over 60 wins and your team who has now just got to 50 today and you see that gap um, and I heard an Atlanta sports radio host actually on the Bill Michael show earlier this week saying how the Braves need to make a move or two to close the gap between them and the Dodgers. And then you think about the Brewers, they have a gap to close as far as record goes between the Brewers and Braves. And then a whole nother gap to the Dodgers. And I think it's just daunting to Brewers fans. Do you see it, do you see it as spread out as maybe the record shows or do you think it's closer in the NL than we think? Well, this is the other thing that I love about the, the, the structure, the way it's set up now, is I love the playoff system. It's close to perfect as it can ever be. And what the reason for that is the five-game series, to me, is the great equalizer. The best team doesn't always win. So let's take the top three teams in, in the sport right now, but record-wise, right? Yeah. Let's say... The, the, the Dodgers, the Astros, and the Yankees, just for the sake of the argument, right? If you were in a, a place where you could do legal betting, right? And I live in New Jersey, so I can. <laughs> but I'm, I'm saying, if, if I was to present a bet to you, and I said, of those, uh, those three top teams, do all three make the championship series? I would say no. Mm-hmm. One of them is going to get off. And here's the best example. Let's just play this out, right? The, the, the winner of the NL Central 
is going to play the win is going to play essentially the Atlanta or Washington because the Dodgers are going to play the wild card win. Right. And and that's in a five game series. All I'm saying is five game series get one of the first two with split and now all of a sudden you went go five. You you went five games. It yeah. doesn't matter what your record was, it doesn't matter what anything is. See, in a five, in a seven game series, I think talent wins out. So I will take favorites when it's a seven game series. I think five game series are complete pickups. Mm-hmm. And general managers have told me you don't build a team to try to win in the playoffs. You build a team to try to win in the regular season. The playoffs are kind of the gravy. And, you know, this thing about teams with big leads, Minnesota, uh, Houston, it, these teams are talking about adding a pitcher. They're just trying to, pre- to prevent the five-game, you know, to, to, to ensure that they can win the five-game series. And the funny part about that is there are some teams that are really just wild-card teams and those teams are talking about adding somebody to play one game. Yeah. That's all they're getting is one game. Like, you know, unless Cleveland can, can catch Minnesota, which I don't see, um, I do think Washington catches Atlanta. I, I, mm. I'm on record as saying that. Um, but if you have that and you have those teams, like, if you're, if you, let's just say the Nationals don't and they have Scherzer, but they can't have to use Scherzer in the wild card game. He can't pitch again until game three. Yeah. Like, that's the great equalizer. You know, it, it, it really does change the whole dynamic. And so just get in. That's really the best strategy you can have. So you mentioned a couple of those teams, and we don't pay a ton of attention to the AL. Uh, Seth Everett joining us on the uh, Five Star Telecom Talk and Text Line National B- Baseball Insider. A couple more here, Seth. So we don't talk a lot about the AL, of course, I'm about a lot of the brewers here in Wisconsin, but the Twins are just across the river. And so looking at those, those twins, figured I'd ask you, how good of a chance do you give those twins to compete with the cream of the crop, like you said, the Astros and the Yankees? Uh, and, and looking at how they're, obviously their record has shown they're, they're pretty good, but uh, obviously the Yankees and the Astros are maybe a little bit better. I, you know, I don't know that they are. I think that, you know, once you get to, you know, you're in first place, you're in first place. Um, the thing about Minnesota you know, I've said this before. I thought the Indians had a better roster. Uh, and when Kluber went down, a lot of people in Minnesota got excited. Uh, Rocco Baldelli, by the way, makes me feel like I'm 100 years old because I covered Rocco Baldelli when he was a rookie. <laughs> now he's their manager. Sure. Um, and, you know, this is where I talk about the state of Wisconsin and the fact that they got the public money to build the retractable roof at Miller Park yeah. makes a huge difference for them. That is just, it helped their attendance. If you remember last year, attendance was down. It was the lowest attendance for baseball in 15 years. Only four cities were up in attendance, and Milwaukee was one of those four. Yeah, and uh, I tell you, Brewers fans are proud of that around here. That's for sure. And and it's it should be. Yeah. It should be. It's a great. It's a, it, it's a great park. It's a it's a great thing. But you know, Rob Manfred, who again I have plenty of issues with. But Rob Manfred, you know, waxes poetic about uh, the weather and how much the weather has impacted attendance. Because this year, attendance is down 4.5% from last year's 15-year low. Mm. And so, you know, he, he can blame it on the weather all you like. But in, in, a, in a situation, if you watch, see what October will do. The Brewers will be at Miller Park while the Twins will be at outside frigid Target Field. 
Yeah, that that'll be interesting. I know a lot of uh, Twins fans have have clamored for for a retractable roof, and they they didn't get it when they built built the stadium. Oh yeah, there. well, one yeah. of the former Milwaukee hosts, well, Rami Makhlouf, you know, yep. moved from Milwaukee to Minnesota, and uh, he just assumed that because it was new to him that everybody hadn't been fighting for this. <laughs> but that, that's an old that's an old argument. People have been screaming about that for five months. Right. About five years, rather. Yeah, exactly. No, last question here for you, Seth. Uh, trade deadline coming up. Wanted to ask you at least one question here. Um, who's a player to, that could have the most impact on a team down the stretch that could be moved here in the next two weeks? Not necessarily to the Brewers, but just a player that could maybe shift the a landscape a little bit in the league by getting traded. Well, you know, a lot of people are talking about Madison Baumgartner. There's obviously the Yankees are connected to him. My attitude has been... Uh, I think Marcus Stroman of the Blue Jays has a bigger impact. Uh, the other thing is all these teams that we're talking about, they all need bullpen help. And Will Smith of the Giants is out there. Plus, he was great in the Aladdin movie. Um, so, you know, this idea that, you know, you can go out and trade for, for bullpen help, I think will make a, a huge difference. Yeah, and I think that a lot of Brewers fans are, are excited and hoping that uh, relief pitcher comes around this way. Well, Seth, thanks so much for joining me tonight. Thanks for uh, squeezing in an interview here. Always fascinating to talk to you, and uh, great to talk to you again. Oh, thanks for having me, bud. Good, good talking to you. Good conversation. Yeah, for sure. Take care, Seth. Seth Everett, National Baseball Insider, right here on the Five Star Telecom Talk and Text Line on the Wisco Sports Show right here on WKTY. Always fascinating uh, to talk with him because it's just it's just very interesting it's very interesting how the landscape is right now and like he said I he doesn't think the twins are are all that far off so if you're a twins fan listen to the show tonight first of all thank you and second of all you're right there and that's a nation, national guy I think you know he sees the whole landscape he thinks the twins are right there he also thinks the Brewers are right there, and he thinks the people who think that the the Brewers should maybe be sellers at the deadline are just you know off the wall shouldn't shouldn't happen should be buyers. So we're going to talk about that next. Should the Brewers for sure be buyers? What should they do if you were David Stearns? What would you do with this Milwaukee Brewers roster? Would you make trades? Would you? Stand pat. Would you just let it play out and see how it goes, and maybe in the off season do something else to really get a you know a bigger pitcher or a bigger reliever, reliever or you know starting pitcher reliever, maybe another bat. Who knows? What would you do if you're David Stearns in these next two weeks and uh, leading up to the trade deadline? I want to know from you. Five star telecom talking text line wide open for the rest of the show. Six zero eight seven nine six two five five eight is the phone number. We'll be right back to talk more Brewers baseball. Welcome back to the Wisco Sports Show on WKTY, 96.7 FM, 580 AM. I am Hunter in for Grant. And you can get in touch with us on Twitter at WKTY or my handle at HunterB195. Feel free to let me know what you think about these brewers. What should they do with the trade deadline? That's kind of what everybody's thinking about. And does maybe this, this, these last two wins, do these last two wins change your mind at all about what they should do? I know a lot of people earlier this week, we're saying they should be sellers at the deadline. And uh, Seth Everett, who we just had on, he doesn't think so. And I agree with him. I, I, I do. I really do. Don't Obviously, don't give up something crazy. And I don't think Stearns will. He, that's just not the Stearns way. Um, but I think you're a, you're a buyer. And I also think you have to make a deal to get a pretty big deal like stud reliever that I mean 
that's that's what you have to do. It's consistent enough in these last four or so series that the bullpen continues to give up more runs than the starters, and it's not even close. Coming into this series, coming into this series since July 1st, coming into this Brave series since July 1st, the starters had given up 18 earned runs, and the bullpen had given up 40 earned runs. Now, basically, it's about the same after that after that series. I believe it was two and two on on um, on Monday night, three and two, something like that, and then uh, one run last night, and then all four today given up by the bullpen. So it's the bullpen, and I know two of them were Josh Hader. They technically weren't earned, so you don't count them in that. But it's the bullpen right now. And I would, what do you? Would you change the bull? Would you send some people down? Maybe would you trade somebody in the bullpen for somebody else? I know Matt Albers. I'm not a personal fan of. I don't think he should be uh, on this roster come the next two weeks. I would love for them to flip him if possible. Um, which I don't know if people will want him. He's been decent as of late, um, but not uh, not as good as as you need him to be down the stretch for sure. Um, so it's 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 a whole buying and selling issue. I in my mind, it's it's buying, and maybe it's the last two days that have done that to me. The last two wins, getting back up to fifty and forty seven, and being two and a half back. Maybe that's it. But look, you have some of the best hitters in the majors in your lineup. And the reigning MVP. Look, I mean, the lineup that you put out there every single day to go and hit against the other team is daunting. I mean, it is. Other than if you put Tyler Saladino in the lineup, okay? Leaving out Tyler Saladino Saladino, and putting in Moose at third, Arce at short, Keston Hira, who has just absolutely phenomenal in that Brave series, he went... 8 for 11 in the series. Absolutely fantastic. Um, So you got that lineup out there. And, of course, you got the reigning MVP who's tied for the league lead in home runs and is two behind his um, total of home runs for last year. Hit his 34th home run of the day today. So you have your lineup. Also, your guys that you've been waiting on to produce for you are now producing from the miners. And this is one of the biggest reasons I want them to be buyers at this trade deadline and make any move that they need to in order to get better and make a push to the World Series. I'm not just talking, like Seth Everett said, look, once it gets to a five-game series, anything goes. Anything goes. Seven-game series is a little different, but five-game series, great equalizer, anything goes. And I agree with him there. You got to get, But you got to get there first, right? So, but look, you have guys who have, you have waited on like Keston Hira, like Adrian Hauser, like Orlando Arcia, who you know came up a couple of years ago, but now he's established. Freddie Peralta came up last year. Josh Hader, Brandon Woodruff. A couple of these guys have been in the majors for a couple of years and now are established in the major leagues, like Hader, like Woodruff, um, and like Arcia. And then you have guys like Hira, Hauser, and Peralta who are just getting up here. Um, in the last, say, you know, end of last year, mid to end of last year, in like Peralta's case, um, and Keston Hira, who was called up, you know, just a couple of months ago, uh, and then actually went back down to the minors for some weird reason. Obviously, I counsel was asked if he regretted sending down Keston Hira today, and he said, "Well, it's, it doesn't do us any good to second guess ourselves." But look, you, 
that was clearly not a good decision because all he did was go down and, and do fantastic in AAA offensively and then comes up and does off- fantastic offensively. Um, and so, you know, looking at that, those guys have all spent time in the minors in the Brewer system and now are at this level where they are contributing on a daily basis. And if you waited for those guys to come up and contribute, and now they are, and you've added pieces like Yelich and Kane and Moustakis and Grandal and spent money on Moose and Grandal to, to, to bring them in and kept around Chassin, Jeremy Jeffress, guys like that, Ryan Braun's still in there. This is a, this is the team you've been waiting for. And if this is this team isn't good enough with a couple of trades, then you might have to look inward and say, okay, th- you know, three years ago when, or four years ago when we want to do this rebuild, this is the team that we imagined, right? Maybe you didn't for sure picture Christian Yelich in your mind. Maybe you didn't picture Lorenzo Cain in your mind. But you pictured this kind of this this team with these guys from the minors coming up and contributing. Of course, maybe Corbin Burns was in the picture. Jimmy Nelson, of course, was in the picture. Jimmy Nelson, I believe, getting a start in Appleton on Sunday. Um, still dealing with injuries. So this is the team that you pictured that would compete. So now that you're here, why would you restart that process? Obviously not fully restart it like they did when they traded like Luke Roy and Jeffress away back, back a few years ago. But why would you you know retract in any way? This team is a good team. I mean, you have the reigning MVP, like I said. You have three all-stars hitting in your lineup. You have a former league MVP in Ryan Braun. You have Lorenzo Cain, who is going to get a gold glove this year, no matter what, basically, because there's so much, you know, so much um, upset people after you didn't get one last year. So you, you have a fantastic lineup out there. You just need to get better in that bullpen. You need to get Will Smith. I actually, I really think so. Um, Seth Everett mentioned him, uh, and the Brewers really do. That guy is a 2.17 ERA. That is better than any guy in the bullpen for the Brewers. You have to be buyers. You have to get a guy like Will Smith, and there's really no question in my mind that that, that should be the deal. So give me a call or a text on the 5 Star Telecom talking text line what your thoughts are on that. Buyers, sellers, you know, if if you if you think they should sell, I, I need to hear a, a good reason why. 608-796-2558. 608-796-2558. Not that I think you'd be wrong, because I think there's an argument there for it. It's just that uh, I don't think it's the time to do that yet. I really don't. Um, and I don't think it's the time to stand pat either. That's the thing. I, I don't think it's a, it's a time to start... You know, just lead the team as is. I think David Stearns needs to go out and, and do nearly whatever it takes to get to Will Smith and get Will Smith from the Giants. And it's interesting. I think obviously Keston Hero was a guy who was who was the main the main part of any trade talks and then you know what they need Hero. Obviously, I don't think the Giants will need Hero for Will Smith. And obviously, after what Hero has done, there is no reason that Keston Hero should ever be traded, especially this year. Uh, maybe in the future. I'm not saying ever, but you know, it should ever be traded in this July? I mean, absolutely not. From what he has showed in the series, he just put up. Um, the Brian Snicker, the co- the manager of the Braves, was quoted after the game saying, "This you know 
that's a guy who you look at and you say that guy's you know already on his way you know a Hall of Fame caliber. Think about that, right? So that's not a guy you trade, but you do give up. You can give up a prospect or two here to get a guy like Will Smith. I, I really do. I, I, I think you, you you have to sacrifice some of that that minor league depth um, that you have, and it's getting thinner because you traded. A, a fair amount of it last year, and you've continued to bolster that major league roster and and uh, go for it here, which which uh, has been what you've needed to do. Obviously, get to the to the game seven of the NLCS last year, but I think the Brewers are buyers. I think they need to go get Will Smith or a reliever, a reliever that they can find like that. Or he doesn't have to be as good. Doesn't have to be a two point one seven ERA, but a three under three would be would be very nice addition. A very nice addition to this Brewers relief pitcher staff so that's my opinion on it uh about 10 minutes left of the program feel free to text or call on the five-star telecom talking text line 608-796-2558 what would you do if you were david stern's going to finish that conversation next and uh, look ahead a little bit to the series against the uh, arizona diamondbacks that the brewers have coming up that is next on the wisco sports show hunter in for grant this evening Welcome back to the Wisco Sports Show on WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM. Final segment of the show today. Got a couple of minutes here, and the Brewers headed to Arizona to face the Arizona Diamondbacks coming up on, well, tomorrow night already. They are probably on a flight very soon, so they are going to play tomorrow night, 840 Central. We'll have that game right here on WKTY. I'll be back tomorrow again, and tomorrow, really excited to talk to Bill Schmid. He is uh, hosts one of the shows over at uh, the Fan in Milwaukee, the flagship uh, flagship station for Bill Michaels, and I am uh, I'm super excited to talk to him about the Brewers. And he also he hosts the show there, and he also does um, the Brewers post game show, and he's been doing that for a, a couple of years over there in Milwaukee at the fans. So I'm really excited to talk Brewers with him. He is uh, following that team as close as anyone. And so we're going to talk to him. He's in Milwaukee, see what kind of the beat is in Milwaukee as the Brewers hopefully can continue winning in Arizona. And then they are home for a Red Series and a Cubs Series. So I'm excited to talk to Bill Schmidt tomorrow. That coming up tomorrow. And uh, we'll preview more of the Diamondbacks Series, see how the Diamondbacks are doing overall, and uh, see if we can... We can uh, get a couple of wins against the Arizona Diamondbacks. See if we can drum up anything. Gio Gonzalez is going to start on Saturday. So that was announced today. Gio Gonzalez back into the rotation. And Adrian Hauser is being moved to the bullpen. So if you uh, you know calculate that, it should be Adrian Hauser should really help the bullpen because he has pitched pretty well as a starter. And uh, he, he should be able to come in in, in high-leverage spots like he was before he was put into the starting rotation, right? He he was actually, originally, he was in the bullpen, and he would come in in those high-leverage roles, like seventh, seventh inning in a close game. And that's that's what the that's what council would do. And then eventually he got good enough where they're like, well, we need someone in the rotation, and let's use him. So... That's that's what they did, and and we'll see we'll see if it works back in the bullpen now. The poor guy's been in the bullpen and the rotation now back in the bullpen, and maybe all that, you know, that all that uh, huss and fuss and all the messing around maybe won't work. I, I don't know. We'll see. But I'm interested to see what uh, Adrian Hauser can do in the bullpen. He should be available either tomorrow or Friday. 
out of the bullpen. So looking forward to that. I'm here tomorrow, and I'm here on Friday, and uh, Grant will be back on Monday. So I got you for two more days right here on the Wisco Sports Show. Good show today. Good show today. Uh, thanks again to Seth Everett, National Baseball, Baseball Insider, for joining us. Fantastic insight. He's just really fascinating to talk to. I mean, he he's talked to a lot of people. Like he said, he, he knows uh, Rob Manfred, the baseball commissioner, personally. Not that he likes him very much, but he knows him and uh, knows him personally. He's, he's worked in baseball for a very long time, so his insight is always interesting. And the fact that he didn't think the Brewers are necessarily should should have that small market mentality. He doesn't agree with the small market mentality. So that that was interesting to hear as well. So so there you go. Seth Everett, thanks again to him for joining tonight. Well, have a fantastic rest of your Wednesday. It's supposed to be stormy out there. Uh, so be careful if you're driving, especially later this evening and tonight, and um, especially the heat the next couple of days. Stay cool. This has been the Wisco Sports Show with Hunter and for Grant. Talk to you tomorrow. Yeah.